vyema kuzilisha fikra zako. Tafadhali, kaa tukuhudumie. Unasikiliza Emotional Me. 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 Emotional that managing your emotions is something you are either naturally good at or you're not like something you're born with rather than something you learn but with the ups and downs of life i found myself overwhelmed by emotions they had me puzzled i started questioning my sanity and i could feel them crushing my spirit and so to save myself and others like me I have decided to create this podcast where I explore deeper on emotional intelligence under the guidance of a registered counseling psychologist Amichi Nduka Agu. So let us explore together right here on Emotional Me. Another beautiful Wednesday, another perfect day to learn something about emotions and just coming to this show i was thinking yeah i think i believe that among the most potential areas to invest in is in what you know and what you can do mm-hmm. why because say if you can solve a problem life is about problem solving here and there every time every now and then if you can solve a problem it's probably because of what you know or what you can do mm-hmm. if you are getting paid right now is probably because of what you know or what you can do true <laughs> <laughs> yeah so that's why i believe in that and if you are looking to invest in knowledge because i feel this in general is knowledge is learning so if you're looking to invest if you're looking to add on knowledge on what you know on what you can do in the world of emotions then you are tuned to the right station and emotional me is the right place for you to be and it's just starting right now my name is peter tadeo the explorer in chief and i'm always excited to be here but excitement goes off the roof when my co-host is here Amichi Nduka Ago she's in the house so Amichi karibu sana Asante sana it's so good to be back it's been so long thanks yeah, for having yeah, me yeah yeah it's been so long and today talking about what you know and what you can do today we're talking about something that I myself I'm looking forward because there's no much I know mm-hmm. about it but good thing is Amichi is the person that knows all about it and it's called emotional dysregulation. That's right. Yeah, but also we're going to touch on something called ADHD. Yes. Yeah, I remembered hyper uh, uh, hyper 
<laughs> it is a mouthful. Att- attention deficit hyperactivity yeah, disorder. Yeah. Attention deficit hypersensitivity disorder. Hyperactivity disorder. Hyperactivity. I know. I've read that so many times. That's why still we say ADHD because it's so many words. <laughs> yeah, but you're gonna know all about that in a moment. Uh, it's something that maybe. Uh, you are experiencing, maybe you have experienced, maybe you have met someone, maybe you're living with someone who is going through that. So definitely that's why I said there's so much potential in what you know and what you can do because there are things like this that you maybe you're living with, maybe a loved one is living with and you don't know about it. So there's not much you can do. And it's definitely affecting or it will affect your life in one way or the other. And there's definitely something you can learn. Absolutely. Yes. Yeah. So you can be part of this conversation. Questions are so much welcome today because we're exploring a new area, ADHD, emotional dysregulation, definitely new terms. So send your questions through SMS line 0621 600 700, 0621 600 700. Oh, you can, ho- you can head over to our Instagram pages boresha.radio and emotional me pod on instagram you can also send dm you can also send uh comments you see the post for today's conversation so you can leave your comments there and they will all be addressed with uh, by amichi Ndukagu, who is here here i am yeah so <laughs> yeah big question for many people oh what, what is that what is adhd that? emotional yes. dysregulation like what the hell is that? Exactly. <laughs> such such big words. Well, um, so let me start there. Um, ADHD, like you said, is attention deficit hyperactivity disorder. I will just say ADHD for short. <laughs> um, it's a neurological condition. So it's a difference in the brain okay. that you're born with. And it often involves difficulty concentrating, um, being really impulsive, disorganization, and also becoming easily frustrated. And that's where we get into the emotional dysregulation. I'll get in that into that in a second. So in kids, that can often look like sort of being really active as if driven by a motor um, or kind of kids that in school have difficulty sitting down and staying seated um talking really really fast all the time or difficulty concentrating just sort of dreaming in class all the time um and in adults that looks like can look like difficulty staying on task um or having problems with listening in conversation like you're talking to someone and they always seem like they're somewhere else or if you if you're living with it you want to be listening interested in that person but your mind just kind of goes all over the place and also re- difficulty remembering important details or tasks now one symptom that is a big part of ADHD um, is hypersensitivity or being highly sensitive and difficulty managing your emotions. And so that's that's what we're going to f- focus on. But any questions about ADHD are very, very welcome. Yeah. Um, I want to say that's really important. Obviously, if you're listening and you're kind of hearing, oh, well, I'm, I have difficulty like following conversations sometimes, <laughs> or, you know, I can be impulsive sometimes, or, oh my gosh, I'm so disorganized and I get so easily frustrated. Does that mean that you've got ADHD? No, of course not. Everybody has experiences each of these things some point or other. Yeah. They don't typically completely affect your your life. If you find yourself constantly forgetting things that you actually wanted to show up to, but it just somehow slips your mind all the time. It's really, really difficult to stay 
seated or to follow conversations. And basically, if it if a lot of these things happen a lot of the time and have already happened throughout all your life, that's where we're then looking at. Oh, this is a a, a disorder. Among the many things I've learned from you, Amici, is when it comes to emotions, it's a spectrum. That's right. There's a no more, and when it's too much, and when it's too low. So you just see where the spectrum lies in your case, how often, how is it interfering with your daily functioning? Exactly. And then you can know that this is a challenge that I need uh, I need help. This is the condition I'm living with. Oh, it's just another day. Yeah. Okay, so that's what we have today. Send in your questions. Sifuri Sita Mbili Moja, Mia Sita, Mia Saba. That's the number you can send your questions. Amich is here. So we will be back with more questions and discussion ladies and gentlemen unasikiliza emotional me napita tadeo badili mtazamo wako na maisha yako yatabadilika usiondoke this is emotional me yes emotional me already on air since 7 and the purpose of our journey today is to explore ADHD and emotional dysregulation That's if right. you're just joining us karibu sana we've already explained on emotional dysregulation and ADHD if you didn't catch that just stay with us along the discussion and you'll get to know more about that so here's the first question from Michael Omonyi his mm-hmm. challenge in regulating emotions is short temper that's why he, uh, he explained yes. and he's asking if counting drinking some water just those tactics that's what he's been told out there that do this do this it will help you so Now that we have a psychologist here he's asking does that help? Yes. Um that's a really brilliant question because it it goes into the okay so what what can I do about it if I yeah. have this problem? Yeah. You know short temper and this is something we've probably all experienced at some point or others. If you think about the times when it's worse, right? Yeah. And you think about look at what's going on in your life at that time. If I think about okay, well when have I lost my temper? And I, you know, I don't don't have ADHD but um this is something everybody experiences some point or other if i look at wh- why do i keep losing my temper well for me it's usually i'm overwhelmed i'm under a lot of pressure um i wasn't really paying attention and then by the time something happened i'm like totally distracted so all of those things feed into it and then it might have been a little bit impulsive in that moment as well just like oh can you just be quiet or you know or something like that in some kind of outburst so by delaying yourself essentially because that's what taking uh, counting drinking a glass of water going for a walk taking a slow breath in and out all of those things they help by delaying your response yeah. right if i'm irritated and i take time to count to 10 whilst breathing in and out and i then go ah oh, can't you just be quiet then i've thought about this and this is how i wanted to respond <laughs> right or that maybe not wanted but that's how i chose to respond Okay. So yes, creating a pause can be helpful. But of course, I don't know if that's been helpful for you, Michael. You'd need to find something that works for you. Because if counting, you know, if you kind of you're irritated or you kind of can feel the anger or the frustration rising, yeah. and counting just kind of gets you to okay, when I get to 10, I'm going to let loose and I'm going <laughs> to be really really angry. Then maybe don't count. Okay. But um 
creating a pause that allows you to have a little bit of a, a breather and so that you can choose your response is, is a really good idea. A little bit later, I'll share an exercise that, that can help you focus your mind a little bit. But I, I also want to talk about, you know, that being aware of yourself and being aware of what triggers you, yeah. what makes you more likely to blow up, to snap at someone can be really helpful so that you can be aware I have small kids um, and, um, you know, anyone that has ever met a small child knows that <laughs> there are times where they will ask you lots and lots of questions and where you might not be in the space to uh, respond or deal with that. Small children also, like many adults as well, but small children often have quite strong emotional reactions yeah. because they haven't yet learned to regulate their emotion. Yeah. So if I know... Ugh. you know, my three-year-old is on the floor having a tantrum screaming at me and I'm feeling overwhelmed. I'm not going to be in the right frame of mind to deal with this in a good way. If I know this about myself, I can kind of walk out, breathe and count and then deal with the situation. If obviously, there's no danger involved. So being aware of your space of mind or your frame of mind going into a situation that might be triggering you can help you have a better outcome. But if you're already in the situations, yes. Counting to 10 whilst breathing. But don't just count one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, eight, right? <laughs> Take a breath in, yeah. counting to, let's say, five. Mm. Try and hold it and then count out for one longer than you, you breathe in. So if you count to five, breathing in, hold it and then count to six while you breathe out. Okay. 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 So, Mike, I hope you got that. Now, you mentioned children. Mm -hmm. And the second question is also about children is from grace grace is a mother mm -hmm. and is interested in how you can recognize uh, that a kid has this condition or has this challenge because uh, in the researching i think she found that this is something you were born with mm -hmm. yeah you can also confirm that so early on how can you this be discovered and the challenge is when it comes to emotional reactions with children there is that kind of a connotation. Ah, that's mm -hmm. how kids are. Mm -hmm. Yeah, babies cry. Yes. All babies cry. And so how can you recognize so that you can seek help from early on? Yeah, um, this is a beautiful question. Um, first of all, we are all born unable to regulate our emotions, right? That's something we all have to learn at some point. Yeah. Um, babies can only have crying and not crying right at the beginning. And then they, you, you learn a little bit more and a little bit more. So if your child is crying and that's age appropriate um, or, you know, is having a tantrum and that's age appropriate, then that's not something to be worried about. Often the point where it gets detected is at school, because if the child is struggling to do what other children do or is having really big emotional reactions to things that seem quite small or not that big a deal, it's usually then that or often then the teachers that will say, uh, you know, some, your child's having difficulty. Unfortunately, when there isn't that much knowledge in the school about different neurological conditions, these will be the kids that will be pulled out as, oh, they're being so naughty, they're doing it on purpose, he's acting up, um, she's not really listening, you know, those, those sorts of things. So if you're getting those sorts of messages from your school, mm -hmm. instead of punishing your child for being naughty, maybe have a look at talk with a with a professional if you can look at what ADHD symptoms 
are before punishing your child for something that they actually have no control over. Yeah. Yeah. And that happens a lot. It happens a lot. Unfortunately, <laughs> it, it happens a lot and it, it breaks my heart. Yeah, yeah. I remember the dismissing and disapproving yeah. parents. Yeah. So <laughs> exactly. you can be punished further for emotional reactions. All right. So another one is the scenario. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Is the scenario. Now, this is a difficulty managing emotions, but in specific moments, especially connected with the specific person okay yeah so to get the picture is a father and a son a son is having difficulty managing his emotions whenever his father is around and it's because previously they lived together as a family and the son witnessed the father abusing the mother Mm. and life went on they separated the mother moved on with the kids and now the kids are older the mother is well off, so he's supporting the family. But the father has difficulties. And the mother has chosen to forgive and forget. So he's helping the father and is trying to bring him back to be part of the mm-hmm. family. Yeah. But where that's where the challenge comes. Now the son has not accepted that, we can say, because of the emotional reaction. So yeah. it's it's bad. It's bad to an extent of putting sand in all the foods in the recent graduation that after just learning that the father will be coming. Mm, yeah. Yeah. Oh, I don't know if this is an ADHD question. It's, or it's probably just not an ADHD question, <laughs> but it, it could be an emotional dysregulation question and you've, you've posted it. So I will, I will um, respond. Um, I think it's really, really important to say that emotional dysregulation or difficulty regulating emotions doesn't only happen in ADHD. Right. It also happens in trauma. And this is, this sounds like that might have been involved here. Um, it also happens in, in some other conditions as well. And you mentioned that, you know, um, in this scenario, this child witnessed something really horrible and it, it, they were likely traumatized by this. Meaning, you know, traumatized is, is, is not something we just say. Trauma creates physical changes in your brain and in your body. And so, Yes, they, you said they've moved on. Sure, life may have moved on. Yeah. But this child might still be in this, you know, in, in, in that trauma. If they, if they haven't processed that, if they haven't had help for that, perhaps when he thought of seeing the father or the father re-entering his life or their life, that created a fight-flight reaction in him. It's like, this is not safe. I can't d- deal with this. And so... He made, you know, he made whatever attempts he, he could. So my heart goes out to this person because if, especially in a, in a family where, okay, maybe he's, he's felt safer with the dad not around and now the grownups have made up, but, but what about him, yeah. right? So my suggestion relating to this scenario would be to offer this person c- compassion, this, this adult child, this young person. Yeah. And giving them a chance to to talk about it, not just writing them them off, because that's a that must have been a really difficult experience for them to have gone through as a child, and now they might still be reminded of it, and they might need help more than you know being outcast or punished or whatever. Okay. Although I would make them cook the food again, uh, <laughs> cook food for, for everybody that is standard. <laughs> okay, okay. Amelia wants to know. Okay, so. Which places can I get help with ADHD and emotional dysregulation? 
challenges. Ah, great. Yeah. Which places can you get help? Yeah, because I imagine when it comes to health in our normal environment, we go to the hospital. Yes. Now, someone thinking at that hospital, which doctor should I see ah, yes. when I'm, I have this kind of problem? I think, I don't know, maybe the question okay. comes from so that. For, for, for children, it would be the um, pediatrician, even a general practitioner, not every GP might be that comfortable spotting it or recognizing it. Also, if there is a, a bit of a stigma, a cultural stigma to, to it, then it might be more difficult to spot. So you might need to have to do a little bit more advocating. For adults, your GP, um, a psychologist, a trained psychologist, but you can also do your own research. There's a, a couple of really, really wonderful websites you can have a look at that are also user-friendly. Um, there's one called understood.org and there's another one called attitude with two D's, A-D-D-I-titude, attitude. And they have really, really interesting and simple articles and, and just sort of lists of what sort of behaviors and symptoms to look, look out for so that when you do go to the, to a doctor, you, you can go not just saying, Oh, I'm having difficulty with this, but you can say, okay, look, these are the symptoms that I'm noticing. Could it be ADHD? Do you have experience with diagnosing this, that sort of thing, so that you can advocate for yourself? Because if you have ADHD, if you have a diagnosis of ADHD, you at, at school, for example, there are certain accommodations that you should be able to get or advocate for for your child because it is a disability, it is a disorder, right? When I say disability, it makes it harder to do simple things. Yeah. Um, and if I have to work really, 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 really hard to even just get my mind to focus enough to write this exam, I may need extra time, right? In order to kind of even out the, the stakes to, to, to make it more fair. Yeah. And similarly at work, you might need um, help as well. Yeah. So in case you're wondering what is going on here, you're tuned to Emotional Me special emotional intelligence show every wednesday we have conversations in the world of emotions here and today we have especially put it to be questions and answers on emotional dysregulation which is simply difficulty managing our emotions that's right so if you face any difficulty any challenge in managing your emotions then shoot your question send it to 0621 600 700 0621 600 700 when you mentioned disability i remember that statement disability is not inability so when it comes to disability it's just learning how to live with this mm -hmm. and still do uh, or at least get to live just like other normal people so something came into my mind as a support system uh, starting from a family, which is the immediate next person, probably with the person uh, living with ADHD. How can we support mm. uh, as now family, friends, people around this person so that they can still be able to continue living their lives and maybe living their dreams and everything? Yeah. And so that's so important, right? The reason ADHD is a disability is because when there is no understanding of it, when the environment around you isn't adapted to this neuro difference, this difference in brain functioning, then it is extremely difficult to function. But if the environment is understanding, so if, if for example, a child, I'm going to take the hyperactive child example, if a child has a need to constantly be in motion, 
They cannot sit still. That's too difficult for them. And there is an understanding of this in the classroom and they're allowed to get up and walk around um, or if they need to, you know, if they're, they're feeling too fidgety, they have something in their hands and they're allowed to play with that and the teacher understands, their friends understand, they are able to function much better. But if you're saying to the child, sit still, stop moving around, yeah. sit on your hands, that literally stops this child from being able to function. You are literally stopping them from doing the thing that you're asking them to do because they do it differently. Yeah. So how we can support, first of all, find out as much as you can, right? Mm -hmm. Not not so that you can s spot the symptoms, but so that you can understand and support. So if I take the example of a, a highly sensitive person, let's say I'm a I'm a parent of a of a child who's got ADHD, and one of the things they struggle with is regulating their emotions. I can support by giving them tools to recognize their emotions, helping them label those emotions. If they have the, if they have a huge, you know, reaction to something, let's say I said, yeah, no, we're, we're going to do, um, we're going to finish your exercise here and then, then you can watch TV and they don't want to do that and they're very, very angry. Um, instead of then saying, well, fine, now that you've, you, you've shouted at me or that you've done X, Y, Z, um, we're going to cancel whatever, we were going to cancel TV time. That's not, not fully understanding them. If I'm fully understanding, I'm saying, okay, it seems like you're, you're really upset right now. I'm going to give you a minute to calm down and then we'll have a do-over, right? Okay. Um, and a do-over means they calm down, you come back and you try again. You don't say, um, oh, have you calmed down now? You know, you don't hold it against them. You, you let it pass and then when, when you're calm, you talk it out or you give them a chance to just move on. Also understanding if my child is highly sensitive or my partner is highly sensitive, they might have difficulty hiding their emotions on their face. So not taking it so personally, if someone looks really bored um, or looks like they're moving, you know, they're looking around the room. Why are you not listening to me? I'm talking to you about something really important. It looks like it's not important to me. Okay. Being supportive might be saying, hey, are you here with me? Do you need a minute? Like, I really need you to, to be in this conversation. So instead of taking their symptoms, instead of shaming them for their symptoms, mm -hmm. being understanding and accommodating, that does not mean that you have to, you know, that you just sort of roll over and let, let people show up whenever they do and um, not paying attention, but finding ways that you can both have a conversation or to, that you can discuss the topic that you want to discuss in a way that works for both of you not just for you, the typical neurotypical person. Yeah. You know, when you're saying, when you're sharing, my mind was just thinking, just conversations about emotions in our local context is not really something mm -hmm. that is happening at the moment. That's right. So when this happens, I feel like the culture challenge, you know? Yeah. 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 So definitely, I just felt like this is the place to use this opportunity to keep emphasizing exploration of emotional intelligence, emotions, and many other, I don't know, would you say emotional intelligence is a soft skill, hard skill? I don't know. Maybe. I would never say that that's a soft <laughs> skill. It's it's really hard to learn. <laughs> yeah, but allowing this, yeah. bringing them into our lifestyles, our families, like I said, what you know and what you can do, that's what life is about, success is about, so... Mm. Yeah, what you've said really helpful. But imagine if someone doesn't know, then you're having a lot of hard time for the kid, for the family. You can feel like, I don't know, you're cursed. Your life can be miserable, but it's just a matter of knowing. Yeah. And then you can just live with it. And knowing beyond information. 
yeah. right? Because yeah. they'll often, if, if you're having a calm conversation, it's not that they don't know the correct way to act. It's that that correct way or that useful way is not accessible to them in that moment. Okay. In order to regulate, imagine you have a, a TV with a hundred stations, right? Let's say all of those stations are good choices. Um, but now you don't have the remote. That's when you have problems self-regulating your emotions. It's like you don't get to choose where the channel falls. It just kind of falls and then you have to deal with it. Then it's much harder to kind of adjust to what's, what's going on, right? Yeah. Um, I feel that connects with this question from George. So uh, he's asking, is there a connection between emotional dysregulation and abusive behavior? Yes. <laughs> the short answer is yes, absolutely. So this is not an excuse at all, yeah. um, right? But mm. if you have difficulty regulating your emotions or managing your frustrations, or you and you don't have insight, or you don't have insight, um, you things you might hear yourself saying, or you might hear another person saying, is "Look what you made me do." You get me so angry. You shouldn't have done that. Now, you know, you got yourself in trouble. So difficulty regulating your emotions makes it much makes you much more likely to act impulsively and often regret it later. It's still your responsibility. Yeah. Right. And a big challenge you brought up a cultural, you know, the, the cultural factors. We often socialize girls and boys differently. Right. Which is why even in ADHD, highly sensitive girls tend to be the ones that that um, cry more. That's how, how you find out they're highly sensitive because crying is more more tolerated in girls. Yeah. Well, that's not so much tolerated or encouraged in boys, unfortunately. So how does it fuck, um, show in, in boys? Often it's aggressive behavior, being really angry. What gets you in trouble later on? Aggressive behavior. Mm -hmm road rage, getting angry, violence, etc., etc. right? All of that goes back to, well, um, if I don't know how to control myself, or if I don't, haven't learned to tolerate uncomfortable feelings, then I'm going to have a much harder time regulating those emotions. Okay. So, Emotional Me is ongoing. Lots of questions still. I hope we're going to cover most of them. So, when we come back, Amici, in the beginning, you mentioned exercises, that can help us yes. focus. So when we come back, I want us to start with those and finish up with the question. So don't go nowhere. This is Emotional Me. Yes, yes, yes. Peter and Amichi are the people you are listening to. We are here exploring emotional dysregulation, difficulty managing our emotions. And before the break, Amichi, you're about to share with us some exercises that can help us focus. Yes. Yeah? Yeah, now will be the time. Uh, now will be the time. Brilliant. <laughs> okay. So, the first thing is, when if you have difficulty with managing big emotions, or any emotions actually, but especially with big emotions or big uncomfortable emotions, name it to claim it to tame it. Right? Name it. First of all, often... I've said this often before, <laughs> right? Emotions are data, not direction or not directive. Yeah. Um, notice what it is that you're feeling at that point in time. Name it. Say what it is, either to yourself or to the other person. So if you're having an, a discussion with someone else, an argument, even just saying, I'm getting really frustrated or I am feeling angry. Feel it. Say, it's not you are making me, because as soon as you're saying you, you're not claiming it. 
name it to claim it, make it your own. Okay. Name it to claim it, to tame it. Because as soon as you're identifying that feeling, it is no longer identifying you. It's no longer driving you. So that's the first thing you can do. You can, I'm going to give you a couple different ones. Okay. Another way is that you, you gave the example earlier of, of, okay, well, this breathing or drinking a glass of water or counting. Yeah. Does it work? Uh And, regularly practicing mindfulness or mindfulness meditation can buy you a second right and we all we need is one second we need one second to delay so that's something you can do but now i want to share with you a grounding exercise this is a five senses exercise okay Mm -hmm. you can do it along with us um we'll shorten it a little bit because but you can do the whole thing okay so when you notice yourself especially with a big emotion like anger or sadness or whatever, take a moment and look and find five things that you can see. Okay. All right. So if I look around the studio, I'm just going to say three because it'll take really long. Otherwise, (laughs) I see Peter, I see a beautiful yellow painting and I see guitar. All right. At home, keep keep going until you've got five. Five things you can see. Four things you can hear. All right. Mm. So then you got to listen for four things. Okay, we're just going to do two. I can hear my own voice and I can hear the AC making shh in the background. Okay. So five things you can see, four things you can hear, three things, one of the other senses, um, you can touch, three things you can touch. Okay, well, right now my feet are on the on the carpet and I can feel uh, my armrest. Um, and I'll, I'll stop there, but keep going till <laughs> you've got three. Two things you can smell. Okay, you've got to keep going till you found two things. So it might be, um, if you're wearing a mask, it might be your own breath. Um, <laughs> yeah. um, and it might be maybe a flower or a tree that's near nearby. Yeah. And then one thing you can taste. Yeah. You can only respond to whatever it is that you're, you're responding to once you've found all of those things. What that does is it forces you to be mindful and it occupies those parts in your brain long enough to calm down so that you're not operating from that uh, fight flight you know emotional brain but you are you're giving yourself a chance because you have to concentrate to come up with all of those to notice all of those things. five things you can see four things you can hear three things you can touch two things you can smell and one thing you can taste now you may find that there are certain tastes or certain smells that are really calming for you and others that might really irritate you Right. And same with, with feeling, um, you know, certain, you know, certain textures might be really nice. So if you have difficulty with anger outbursts or getting really overwhelmed with feelings and emotions, having, you know, having those items nearby, you know, a simple ones, for example, an orange, if you scratch the peel and you quite like that smell, you, it doesn't look like a big deal. You know, you're not taking out a whole big thing to say, I have difficulty or, but, you can literally just hold it in your hand, feel it, it has a certain texture and just scratch it a little bit and, and that already will release some of that, that scent. And if that calms you down, that's a way to make sure that you're keeping your brain engaged in a way that allows you then to make choices rather than just reacting. Okay. All right. Nah, thank you for the activities, yeah? That's what we're here to do, Emotional Me, to share useful insights that can help us manage our emotions, that can help us be more, just a little more every time, emotionally intelligent. So Latifa is saying, thank you for the insights. Now 
she is looking out for the symptoms you mentioned mm -hmm. before saying yes to uh, romantic partners. Oh. <laughs> 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 She's caught up with the part where we said uh, is ADHD, I mean, emotional dysregulation relate, uh, related to abusive behavior. Yeah. And you said yes, yes. like very fast. And then. <laughs> yeah. I think for her that is a no-no, so she's now very keen on this. <laughs> but another question is, can someone develop this condition later in life? Yes. Ah, um, yes. I just mm. want to add to that. Not everybody, I mean, most people who have difficulty regulating their emotions are not abusive, mm. right? But... Um, so it doesn't automatically mean that, oh, well, it's inevitable, you know, <laughs> because some people just, you know, get really loud or then run, walk away or, right, it, it can be a very internal thing because uh, you, you could get really, really upset and or really, really sad and overwhelmed by that. So it doesn't automatically mean that. It's just people who are abusive often have difficulty managing their emotions. Yeah. Okay. Let's ask your question again. Can someone develop this oh, later can in you life? Develop yeah. it yes. Can you develop it later in life? Yes, you can. So not you cannot develop ADHD later in life. That's mm. something that's that's um, genetic. Gen well, it's it's a, what we call a neurodevelopmental condition, meaning it will already have been present in childhood. Okay. Um, it might look differently later in life, but it, it does not just kind of pop up like I used to be totally focused and totally you know everything and then all of a sudden i have these symptoms that's that's unusual yeah so that means it's in like it's genetic like it can happen also in your in your children maybe yeah like it can be passed yes 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 there's often there's a big big family um mm. connection so often i do assessments for uh, you know for, for children with, with adhd and often i have when i give the feedback to the parents they'll say oh wait i think i've i must have that as well Oh. Um, or that was my experience at school was very similar. <laughs> um, so that is that is quite it's, it very much runs in, in families. So but you can't develop or you can have more difficulties with uh, regulating emo your emotions later in life um, for several reasons. When we're under a lot of stress, that makes it more difficult to regulate emotions. It's like if you imagine your coping resources being finite, right? If everything if you your work is well balanced and things are going well at home. And then now you encounter a stress, stressful situations. Chances are you will be able to regulate your emotions. Not 100% of the time nobody can, or very few people can, <laughs> but most of the time. But let's say you are going through a pandemic like everybody. You have lost your job. Your partner has left you. And now you have a bumper accident and you completely lose it. And then the next time, you know, you, you go to the shop and they bring you the, the wrong thing, you shout at them. And now you're, you're getting more and more overwhelmed with things in life. And now you're kind of stuck in that. So yes, you can develop it later in life. Chances are then it will be temporary or circumstantial, but it can also be related to trauma. If you have a traumatic experience, that can affect that. Other conditions like depression or anxiety can also can also um, affect your ability to regulate your emotions. All right. Yeah. Thank you so much for your time. Thank you so much for your questions. Yeah. 
How do you feel? I'm each other these questions. Amazing. I love I love <laughs> having this this interaction. Thank you everybody for listening. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, your finishing thoughts before we finish with the last questions? Um, well, let's hear the last last questions. Uh-huh. Yeah. Uh-huh. Okay. So, uh someone is asking, is this uh, is there like a race uh, element to this because I've never heard it? in Tanzania. <laughs> like I've never met someone yes. with ADHD or emotional like yes. <laughs> Um no, that, 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 that it happens in all in all cultures and all ethnicities. It, it happens everywhere. It is it might be more of a disturbance in certain cultures, it might be more tolerated in certain cultures, but it's 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 a common across across the board and I live and work here and I ha- I have come across it. <laughs> you know I can try to relate to this question when it comes to many emotions related conditions and illnesses. Mm-hmm. We have a statement in Swahili tunasema I mambo ya wazungu. Yeah. Yeah, it's like I mambo ya wazungu. I'm sure it, it emotional dysregulation and ADHD finding Swahili words to refer to that. It might be there but in the no, normal daily context is hard to find. So yeah. we go back to the culture element. Yeah. Probably we have come across people with ADHD but we don't we don't describe them or we don't identify them as ADHD, people with ADHD. It's Maybe true. we give them something else. That's yeah. why we say I've never met this kind yeah. of person. Because in some in in certain cultures having a lot of energy, you know, have a lot having a lot of ideas, being constantly on the move is seen as a as a good thing and and that's that's really when it's only a disability if the environment around you does yeah. not tolerate or does not adapt to your needs does make room for your your different way of of thinking and being okay all right so as uh, someone wants to know more about you amichi yeah uh, i love the insights i want i would like to know more about amichi and how i can reach her ah um, you can find me on <laughs> instagram at wholehearted psych p s y c h otherwise Google me, find, find me, find me via um, via Peter on, on a whole bunch of episodes as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Definitely, you can. Yeah, if this is the first time you're catching a conversation with Amichi, we have lots and lots of conversation on the link I've mentioned on Emotional Me Pod. Just go and click the link on bio. You'll get access to all Emotional Me conversations. Yeah, you can keep sending in your your questions and and DMs, and I'll I'll um I'll respond in the comments um on the uh, on Peter's pages on the Emotional Me page as well. Yeah, this definitely. Week. Yeah, yeah. So our time is up. Thank you so much, Amici. Yeah, just uh, closing thoughts before we go. Oh, it's been it's been amazing. Thank you so much for for having me. And remember that you can name it to claim it to tame it yeah you can name it to claim it and to tame it that's right yeah so um i'm very happy personally i feel like yeah i've added something of great value yeah in my life what i what i know and what i can do so i definitely feel those two things in relation with <laughs> success yeah Wonderful. yeah name it claim it and tell it. join us again uh, and next wednesday every wednesday is a day to learn something about emotional intelligence through emotional me that's the day we've picked seven to eight today was emotional dysregulation with amici thank you 
next Wednesday we'll be here again with another guest, another topic, another conversation, all in the world of emotions. So until next Wednesday, it's bye-bye for now.